0: Perfect Church Part 4 We tell people about Jesus every time we get the chance. Let me ask you this if Jesus saved every person you shared the gospel with this month, how many people would that be? That should be all I have to say on this one. When it's all said and done, this is the most important thing that we can do as a follower of Jesus. If we really believe that you have to trust Jesus for the forgiveness of sins, and the alternative is an eternity in a place called hell, then what in the world are we doing other than sharing this with other people? How can we go through a week or even a day without telling someone about Jesus and what he has done for them and then call ourselves loving? The most loving thing you can do for someone is to point them to life and hope. Yes, there are very appropriate times to provide for someone's immediate need first. If someone is starving, the scriptures tell us to feed them. That's James one twenty-seven. If someone is outside and cold with no shelter, the scriptures tell us to clothe and house them. It's James two fifteen. See also, they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? It's Matthew twenty five forty four. If you have a neighbor who moves in, it's appropriate to introduce yourself first, invite them to dinner, and then share with them the hope that we have in Jesus. I do not believe in a long term approach to sharing the gospel. I don't think we have to formulate strategy or a long-range plan in which we finally arrive at the day when we ask someone, "How, hey, on a scale of zero to ten, how confident are you that you would go to heaven if you died today? It should be a normal question we ask people to transition the conversation to Jesus. This is one of those normative practices that we do on a regular basis to the point where we don't have to ask, how do I do this? But it always starts that way. Most of us don't share the gospel. We don't know how. We're scared, or we don't know what to say, and we just don't think it's our thing. I've never actually met the guy who says, my gift is evangelism, and mean it from a daily one-on-one conversationalist standpoint. They always mean, I'm gifted to be the main speaker at an event about Jesus. Evangelism means telling someone what Jesus has done for us, and that's something that has to be practiced. This is a tool or a muscle that we have to flex on a regular basis to make it strong and to keep it that way. We should be pushing ourselves every day to be looking for opportunities to either take or create to share with others about Jesus. A great test I always like to encourage us to ask is, if Jesus saved everyone I shared the gospel with this month, how many more people would be going to heaven? There are days when I'm deeply ashamed by the answer to that question, and there are other days when I've worked hard to flex that muscle times when I've been intentional all day long, all week long, all month long, to plan out speaking with certain people, as well as seeing the opportunities or windows of opportunity to do so with others completely unprompted. The coolest thing I've found in practicing the art of sharing the gospel is the more al- I'm more alive in the moments I'm doing this than any other time in life. During the moments, usually minutes, of going through the scriptures and explaining the gospel to someone are the moments when everything else fades to the background. It's the time when it's clear that nothing that holds no eternal value is worth the time or distraction when it compares to this. It stirs my affections for Jesus. It stirs my affections for my wife. It stirs my affections for my kids. It stirs my affections for life and the desire to share it more. This may be one one of, if not the most difficult things we as Christians wrestle with to actually do what we're told to do regularly and vigorously the way that we're supposed to do it. So how do we do this? I stole this from the one who has influenced me the most in this area of my life. Pets, P-E-T-S. Pray is the P. Pray for opportunities to share in the moment before you do. Literally every day I take my kids to school and we pray on the way. I always wrap up my time with, with Jesus. Help us to do something for your kingdom today to make it bigger. God, please give me an opportunity today to share the gospel with fill in the blank. Or, Jesus, please help me to create an opportunity to tell someone about you today. Praying that prayer helps to set my heart and mind on that for the day. It reminds me of why I'm here and to get to work. Number two, pray just before you jump off the cliff. When you see the moments, Jesus, please save this person. Or, Jesus, please give me the right words and the courage and go. When we pray, we are clearly inviting Jesus into the conversation. We are inviting the creator of the world to do a little work with us in the moment. We are reminding ourselves that we only have to do our best, and Jesus can take the rest. As cheesy as that sounds, but sometimes cheese is good. E, engage. Engage in a conversation with someone. If you're sitting on a plane, when someone sits down next to you, pray and then say, hello, my name is Case, what's yours? Congratulations, you've just engaged somebody. It's surprising how easy it is to start a conversation with someone we don't know in an everyday situation. Check out this article from May Pengong How to Create Intimacy with Any Person You Meet. Not like that, intimacy like good, deep conversation and healthy human interaction type. May took like 400 plus Uber, Lyft, plane, bus, etc. rides to practice the art of engaging with others may share some great but very basic tips in engaging with others. All to say, engaging with people really isn't that hard. Just start doing it and then keep doing it and you'll get better at it. T, transition. Transition the conversation to Jesus. So do you go to church anywhere? I found this is the easiest transition sentence for me and surprisingly, people don't get nearly as weird or offended as we tend to think they do. Most people I've encountered are fairly open once you've actually asked them transitional questions, unless it's a difficult question to understand. I like this one because it's simple, easy for them to answer or to think of the answer and immediately lets all parties in the conversation know where we're going next. When I had a student ministry staff or would be with a group of pastors out to eat, we used to play this game with the wait staff. I would put a $20 bill on the table and challenge them that if they could guess what we all did for a living, then they would get the $20 bill. If not, they would agree to visit us at our place of business. It's a fun way to open up a conversation with someone who is serving you and a great way to give them more money. The point is, this doesn't have to be some big scary event when you move people into a Jesus conversation. Be creative, have fun, allow yourself to not feel pressure, but feel challenged. S, share. Share the gospel. Don't confuse sharing the gospel with inviting someone to church or asking them if they attend somewhere. Hey, you want to come to church with me? Isn't planting a seed. It's just us being too lazy or scared to actually say, hey, can I tell you what the scriptures say about the hope that we have in Jesus? There are two questions I always ask someone when finding out where they need to begin gospel scripture-wise. I always ask one on a scale of 0 to 10, if you died today, how, how confident are you that you would go to heaven? And then number two, I ask, if Jesus asked you, why should I let you in, what would you say? If someone says 9, and well, you know, there's always that last 10% that you just don't know, followed by, I've trusted Jesus to forgive me, then I'm going straight to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace that you've been saved through faith, not of works, so that no one can boast. If they say 4 or 5 and I've tried to be good, i try to always do the right things, I'm a good person, I've never done anything all that bad. We are then going to walk through the six basic passages that we use to share the gospel with people. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's Romans 3.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. That's Romans 6.23. God, God demonstrates his great love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's Romans 5.8. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead, then you'll be saved. For everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That's Romans 10, 9, and 13. It is by grace that you're saved through faith. It is a gift of God so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For he has saved us not because of our righteous deeds, but because of his mercy by the washing and regeneration of the Holy Spirit. That's Titus 3, 5. We don't have to memorize the entire Bible Bible to share the gospel. We don't have to have thousands of hours of study or a graduate degree in theology to share with someone else why we have the hope of eternal life with Jesus. Another way I judge if I've been consistently sharing the gospel is if I can rattle these six verses off or not. Yes, I memorized them when I was 13 years old, but I also didn't share them but a handful of times between 12 and 31, which means I couldn't rattle them off quickly. I double-checked Romans 3.23 when I wrote this because I sometimes mix it up with Romans. I mix up Romans 3 and 6, but I've shared these verses consistently and recently enough that I don't have to look them up. I know them because I've used them. I didn't come up with some new way to do this or have to formulate this extravagant plan to tell somebody about Jesus. I literally just pray, engage a convo with someone, and then I ask them if they go to church. Then I'll ask them my two questions, and then if they would be willing to let me share with them those six scriptures. I typically have my phone with me so I can open my Bible app and I've highlighted those verses so that that I can show them rather than just tell them the verses. Depending on how the conversation is going, I will wrap it up with what keeps you from trusting Jesus today? Or if I could answer one question to convince you that this is real, what would it be? Sharing the gospel is basic. It's simple. But we have decided that it's not easy. The more that we do these kinds of things, the more comfortable we get and the better we get at it. You may be surprised to find that you have this gift of evangelism after all. You just never used it or developed it correctly. The more that we do these kinds of things, the more comfortable we get and the better we get at it. You may be surprised to find that you are gifted after all. The Perfect Church Part 4 We tell people about Jesus whenever we get the chance.